Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Boston. This is the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Shime and Garvin with you this morning. Lanny dealing with uh, dealing with some stuff, so he's not here today. He's going to take this wonderful Saturday off. Ryan, good morning. Suns. How are you? There's stuff in here. Oh my God. What's the last time you've Um, I couldn't tell you, but I know like Fourier and Gresh were doing challenges with people um, on how fast they could suck down a Capri Sun. Uh, I think Fourier was the, the leader in the clubhouse, if I remember correctly. But uh, maybe Randy, I'll have I'm to do that on one of your juice boxes. <laughs> it's a good start Thirsty. to your day. You need the vitamins. I do. Maybe it's because I know what we're going to talk about. Mm, one yeah. hour of Matthew Potras talk. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Immediate timeout. What? It's Patra. There's no S. It's oh, Patra. I, I didn't drop the S. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Potsy. It, Come on, it's it's French. Patra. Shows how excited we are for the NHL season. Hey, 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 hey. Matthew Potra is going to be a lot of fun. See, I don't think they have enough. Razor compared him to Patrice Bergeron. So I heard go. Brad Martian compare him to Mitch Marner. I'll, that's, I'll take that. Listen, I, I'm okay I, with that. I think when your uh, farm system has been as terrible as the Bruins has the last uh, decade, I don't think beggars can be choosers at this point. I'm here for Potsy. Yeah, if you fall backwards into a prospect, you take it and you run with it. That's okay. But the more important thing going on right now is uh, that the New England Patriots play this week against yes. the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Patriots currently at home. The line... Uh, if you're looking at FanDuel, keeps moving. Yesterday, the Patriots were one-point underdogs. It opened at Patriots being two-and-a-half-point favorites. It is now back to the Patriots being a one-point favorite. So uh, if you look at where the money's being bet on this game right now, the, the bets in general, like the bet, betting slips themselves, are kind of 50-50. It's like 51% in favor of the Saints. So ultimately, uh, people are divided. They can't really choose... Some people choosing the Saints and Derek Carr. Other people choosing the Patriots. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I ask you this simple question. It's terrible. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I was going to say this Capri Sun's not great. I, was, what, I am. What flavor Capri Sun is it? Uh, there. Let's see. What do we got? There's a pineapple. Uh, there's some cherries. Uh, there's some apples. Uh, those grapes. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Okay. You would think for all the fruits on the front of this, it would be good. This is this is a very low maintenance. Mm. basic witch because it is spooky season uh, kind of juice box but i will finish it i don't want to be wasteful uh you were talking about matt patra uh yeah no uh simple question for you is this a must win for your new england patriots i think when you're one in three you've got to start winning some football games every game is a must win. got it okay i i understand like where they are in their season thank you juan bentley i yeah well listen i I, there have been some very interesting guests on the gregory hill program 
throughout the week, but it wasn't Bentley that got my wheels turning. It was somebody else that I will get to uh, Ooh, okay. in a little bit. Uh, but when you're at this point in the position, uh, this position in the season, I should say, you absolutely have to start winning these football games. Uh, as we've been going through, I know you were out uh, the last couple of weeks. I have legitimately felt like the Patriots should have been competitive in every game that they have played this year. In fact, I might have picked them to win, I think, in every game this year. Uh, Dallas really just being the complete anomaly on the season of just an, just a terrible, terrible game by Mac Jones, a terrible, terrible game by your defense all around. But where you are right now, if you want to salvage what you have left of this season uh, before you start facing your AFC East foes again uh, in two weeks where you get to see the Bills and then you're in Miami, you got to do it right now. You're one in three. If you want any reasonable chance of keeping this interesting, keeping people invested, and keeping what is already starting to become a, a loud portion of the fan base who are calling for the benching of Mac Jones and, and the, I- the firing of Bill Belichick, and uh, the the dismantling of this coaching staff, the front office, all that stuff, it starts with the Saints. It starts with Derek Carr, who I think is as deep as a puddle when I listen to that man talk. He doesn't know how to use hand gestures. He uses them at inappropriate times. It's like he went to some goofy speech class because he felt like there was no natural way for him to be a leader. I know some people thought he was a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I think it's about a wash. I think he's got a strong arm that doesn't really serve him very well. Uh, and then you jump one week ahead where you're going to be seeing uh, all your old friends in the Raiders, all the guys that you could have kept, all the guys that you didn't want to keep. Uh, so this is absolutely the time that you have to start winning these games. And it's, it's we're in bounce back season right now. It's I, I, I know what we do in sports talk radio. We have to have instantaneous reactions. We have to make them interesting. We have to make them strong. Every but single day. Every single <laughs> Every single day. day. We have to go and talk about the offense. We have to talk about Mac Jones. And I was doing some digging on some numbers last night because it always turns into the blame game. Love a blame. Ooh, give me a blame pie. What do you got? Oh, my blame pie. It's not really going to sit well with this Capri Sun, but I'll I'll cut myself off a a slice of uh, keeping uh, helpful of blame pie. I'm going to put some whipped cream on top of it. I'm going to slap a huge slice right in the face of Bill Belichick, because I absolutely continue to just look at this team and go, I don't understand what you thought was going to work. Yeah, I don't understand why you thought any of this was going to work. You knew you drafted a pocket quarterback, despite what you might feel about him, Shime, and his limitations uh, or the lack of ability, whatever. You knew what he was, and for whatever reason, uh, and it's not even my terminology for it. I thought Andrew Callahan of Austin Sports Tonight uh, really sums it up perfectly. This has been a master class in killing your quarterback. This this has been outright terrible since day one, since the beginning of free agency in 2021. You haven't done enough, I think, to, to not even just help your quarterback, but just help your offense to give him a chance. And so I was looking at some numbers last night. This, this is really, really baffling stuff. Your number two receiver, or your one and two receivers on this team are Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne. Uh, for yardage, where where would you think that they rank Shime as far as uh, NFL yards? Just yards, not anything yep. fancy. No Just fancy yards. stats. Simple yards. Yardage. Uh, one of them's got like 176. I think the other one's got 175. in, in that order? So I I would say uh like 64th and 95th. There would actually be. This is uh, no. really gross. No, uh, you are correct, Bill. 
They're like 55th and 56th. Huh. So This has been a masterclass by the Patriots in failing and mishandling a rookie quarterback. I would agree with that. Yes, that was Andrew Callahan the other night on BST. Um, so then I was curious about how many teams have representatives in front of the Patriots and how many teams have representatives behind the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, every team except for two has at least one, if not two, sometimes three receivers that have more yards this year than the Patriots do right now. There are only two teams in football that, in theory, have worse weapons than the Patriots. One of which is the Denver Broncos. No. Really? No. The, Marvin ooh, Mims has I know, more I yards know, no than the Chicago Hunter. No way Chicago actually looked good. Yeah, yeah. DJ Thursday. Moore had 230. DJ Moore had more yards Thursday night than any receiver on the Patriots has all season. When When you think about... The quarterbacks, it would make sense, but if you can believe it, there are actually two teams with worse skill. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm skill trying positions. to think. Panthers, uh, no. The New York Jets, no. Really? Okay, so Garrett Wilson. Oh, oh up there. Giants, Giants. The Giants are absolutely one of, of them. Yeah, Darryl, oh, Darren Waller is like 60th right Just now. Just wait, Wondell Robinson rocketing up the charts. Think about their quarterback, though. Think about yeah. you know he has the intangibles. I mean, my God, it was a disaster oh, for those guys. His line though might be worse it's than not this the one. Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have players that have more receiving yards than yeah Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne. Johnu Smith. Johnu Smith was you know what Johnu Smith was one spot in front of, uh, of course. Uh, well, he had Henry. a ninety-five yard game the other day. Yes, so he that was. Makes sense. I'll tell you the other ones. So you're not pulling your hair out. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Now huh. think about it. Travis Kelsey never would have gotten game, that one. But you also have the greatest quarterback in sports. Uh, the greatest quarterback in football right now. Hey, what's their record? Three and one. They're oh, three they and have. one. Of course they are. So you look at the the construction of this team and how it has all fallen out. And it's look. I understand if you want to blame Mac Jones, his decision making. If he doesn't have decision making working for him. I don't know what the upside is. Yeah. I, I honestly, I am a guy that has been willing to give him a chance. In part because I think he can win you some games, if if anything, not lose you these games, which is why I was like, well, what are these other quarterbacks doing? Like, how is this going on right now where these guys have at least one or two weapons that are so far ahead of what the Patriots are doing because they are able to go out there and not lose games. Like Desmond Ritter uh, throwing to, uh, you know, all his guys. Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Again, like and just John, B. John Robinson. Smith, B. John Robinson. Yeah, John Smith. Finding ways to not lose games. I understand Mac Jones doesn't have the strongest arm, and I'm, I'm you know, being more polite about it than other people would yeah, be. Like me. But if he doesn't have the decision-making, then I legitimately don't understand the thing he does well. well and I so that's like the believe- drum I have been beating for... Uh, a couple years now in that uh, since last year I'm like so I, I understand that putting a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator bad idea yes I understand and agree with the fact that Bill Belichick has failed at almost every attempt to build this offense because he just I don't know if it's a lack of uh, or willingness to understand the new NFL style of offense, I, I, or he just doesn't care about putting more talented players on the offense. It, I don't it know. Outright feels stubborn. Yeah, it, it feels like he just doesn't give a rat's behind, and he only cares about the defense. So, I, but I, but regardless, I don't know what the point is. But I agree with the fact that he hasn't put talent there. But when you look, when I've always looked at Mac Jones, everybody screamed at me when he was getting drafted and, and getting scouted coming out of Alabama. Oh, his decision making making is great his decision making is phenomenal he's got great pocket poise i look at him and his mechanics suck whether in the pocket or out of the pocket they blow and his decision making is 
at times horrendous. And he's he's very Jackie Bradley esque when that he's in a rhythm. He's hot and he's hitting like 500 all of a sudden mm. for like a week span because he, he completes 12 in a row on these quick slants to Hunter Henry and That's down exactly the how he started the and then, game. And then, and then one mistake and it all falls apart. Jackie he goes, Bradley's the best outfielder I've ever seen. But he, thank you, Joe. He goes absolutely cold. He'll make a million mistakes. He'll not only throw the ball across the field once, he'll do it a second time. He'll escape the pocket knowing there's pressure. You escape the pocket because of the pressure, and instead of going forward or getting rid of the football, he sits and kind of meanders around with the ball and gets strip sacked from behind. And you know who you are at that point? You're Zach Wilson. Yes. You just, just described Zach Wilson to a team. It's it is it's so and that's kind of what has frustrated me this whole time is I understand all of the people that want to argue that the Patriots offense just doesn't have a doesn't have enough talent for Mac Jones. I agree. It doesn't have enough talent for a lot of different quarterbacks, but if you put a, it, there are a lot of quarterbacks right now in football that if you put on this team, could elevate some of the talent and make them at least a little bit better, a little, a little bit, Look, and make you like a ten win team. I, I, I heard the other day as as you guys were talking to Devin McCourty and Greg, who never does this, you know, decided to you know throw someone under the bus. I've never heard him do that never. before. Why would he ever and do just that? be like, well, Shime, as you were talking to to Devin McCourty, like, what are the quarterbacks like mid interview, like who that that could elevate Mac Jones? And I know you didn't have a strong answer at that point. But I would say that unless you – and this is why I go back to my original point of where you look at where the Patriots receivers are in the as far as the rest of the league goes in the quarterbacks that are not represented by their receivers. It's two guys. It's Daniel Jones, who, again, strong arm, goofy decision-maker as well. They have a lot of well. young talent at receiver, too. They, a ton of, their, their offensive line, as we saw on Thursday Night Football, was so – so oh, yeah, bad. you're missing your starting left tackle, arguably the best player but on your offense. He can also like take off and rip, you know, a 40 yard run if you want. He can have a hundred yard rushing game. And then Patrick Mahomes, who again is the best quarterback in football yep. right now, and did not have Travis Kelsey in that opener. Uh, I'm not convinced he's completely healthy yet either. He got completely you. shut down in that Jets game too. Other than that. All the other quarterbacks outside of those two guys and Mac Jones have some kind of weapon that but, that is going to get you a, a a first down when you need it. This whole team was it's like not only has nothing been reinforced, but it's like things have just been taken. I go. I think the biggest thing that doesn't get enough attention, and I can understand why because it is a little tedious. When James White retired, I thought that was such a big piece that Mac Jones was losing because I remember vividly his rookie year how highly he talked to James White obviously James White captain on this team but Mac Jones would say look we would get into the huddles and I'd call out the play and I'd kind of side eye over James White and if he's not in I'm like okay good I know that I think when you're so young in this league you need guys who are like yep you're doing fine yep you got this yep I'll be here yep check down I'm ready the Patriots, whenever they've been humming on offense, have always had that good third down receiving back, and they have not replaced it. I think Ramondre wants to be to. that guy. I, I think, think they absolutely need that oh, guy. I, I think that the third, the whole third but down running back that's just one aspect. Thing. Yeah, but one that, aspect of this team that, man, if you had that dynamic, you wouldn't be so easy to defend. Yeah, but look, I, both of your running backs can catch out of the backfield. Zeke has caught 80 balls in a season before. Ramondre, we saw last year, can catch a bunch of balls. I don't think, I, I think the, uh, the 
the whole third down running back thing is a very overrated um and it's very it's a very New England thing just because there's been so many of them going all the way back to Kevin Falk, Danny Woodhead, James White, Shane Vereen. I mean, you name them all. Yeah, what do those guys do? They won football games. That's yeah, but my that was point. That was also because Tom Brady was playing quarterback. Do you want to talk about that, the line? A, a I different. don't want to talk about the offensive line anymore. Okay, the the plan was Riley Reeve. But the plan was Riley Reeve, and that's all I have to uh, say yeah, about sucks. it. But, like, I look, I, do I agree that they need more talent on offense? Yes. But at the same time, the talent isn't putrid. It's the act of getting the ball to them. Hunter Henry, look at it, the pick six against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch the tape, Hunter Henry is wide open in the middle of the field. He missed wide open, six or seven yards downfield. And so... My issue is is the play calling and the decision making of the quarterback are leading to some of these much lower numbers when it comes to the receivers. And and again, uh, not all on Mac Jones. A lot of this, I think, is on Bill O'Brien. Thank you. Because everybody I, on the planet told me that getting rid of Matt Patricia and bringing in Bill O'Brien was the biggest upgrade of the offseason. Oh, it's going to make you a 10-win team. Bullcrap. Bill O'Brien has not done any of that. Instead, what you hear now is in the athletic article that Chad Graff puts out, Mac Jones has quote-unquote more say in the offense. And what that indicates to me is Mac Jones wants to be in the shotgun more because he said on this very station, yeah, I like the tempo. I like to play in tempo. It makes me feel a bit better. I feel more in rhythm. I feel more in control. And what does that do? It means you're in shotgun more often, which means they're not running the football properly. They're not lining up. Mac Jones under center and running the damn ball and then running play action. Robert Griffin the the third wants to throw this play action percentage number at you where they ran it twenty eight percent under Josh McDaniels and only fourteen percent with uh currently with Mac Jones. Do you want to know why that is, guys? Why? Because Josh McDaniels effing loves play action and Mac Jones doesn't. Yeah, I like RPOs. In Mac yeah. Jones's rookie year, he didn't have a say. He lined up, got told what to do, and he did it. And that's why the Patriots were good. Now, Mac Jones thinks he's Patrick Mahomes, can help call plays on the offense, and then run around like a a freewheeling, dealing son of a gun with the arm talent of Josh Allen and and throw it around the yard. But he can't. He just doesn't have that. Well, I want to explore the Bill O'Brien aspect. Oh, please. He absolutely has been skating. And I also want to hit on what I think has been one of the all-time, as far as this season goes, the most significant criticism of Bill Belichick. I think it carries more weight than legitimately anything that has been said on this station or anywhere else for that matter. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on here with the producer show with Shime and Garvin. Uh, We will be right back talking Bill Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, the Patriots, but first, uh, Joe Braverman is going to get you caught up with what's trending. Gresham Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Final injury report has been released for the Patriots as they try to right the ship in their Week 5 matchup with the New Orleans Saints at Gillette Stadium. Ten players, that's right, ten, are listed as questionable for New England. This is Ramondre Stevenson, Trent Brown, Cole Strange, Jonathan Jones, Christian Barmore, Devon Godchow, Christian Barmore, Riley Reeve, Cody Davis, Sean Wade, and Trey Flowers. One of the players who's been out for a while, Jonathan Jones, was very high on Bill Belichick's radar. He talked about it yesterday about having a cornerback back on the practice field. Uh, good to have Jonathan out there this week. He, he uh, did some things last week and is able to do more this week. So coming to the end of the week and see where we are with him, but certainly a lot closer than he was uh, this time last week. On the other side for the Saints, quarterback Derek Carr is listed as questionable as he continues to deal with a shoulder injury. Also starting offensive lineman James Hurst, 
James Hurst is questionable, and tight end Jawan Johnson has been ruled out. The Pats and Saints kick off at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Other injuries in the NFL, Lions receiver Amon Ross St. Brown is listed as doubtful for the Detroit's matchup against the Panthers with an abdomen injury, so adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. Also, Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett are expected to play in their respective matchups tomorrow. The Celtics start their preseason on Sunday night against the Philadelphia 76ers at 6 o'clock. New acquisition Drew Holiday is expected to be active and will play uh, a handful of minutes for the Celtics. Coach Joe Mazzulla did not specify if and how long the starters and key bench players will play in the preseason opener. MLB Divisional Series gets started today. Rangers and Orioles started off at 1, followed by Twins and Astros at 4.45. In the NLDS, Phillies and Braves at 6, and then the Diamondbacks and Dodgers wrap things up at 9.20. Boston College football is back in action on the road to take on Army. You can listen to that game right here on 93.7 WEI-FM with coverage starting at 11.30 following Ken and Curtis. And the Revolution have three more matches before the MLS playoffs begin. Tonight they'll be in Orlando to take on Orlando City SC at 7.30. The Revs sit in fifth place in the Eastern Conference at 52 points with 14 wins, 10 draws, and 7 losses. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's going to have to change his philosophy a little bit. You know, we're not really seeing back in the day the games that are going to be won on a regular basis, you know, 13 to 10 or 17, 14, like those games are really hard. They're going to come up. They come up every week in the National Football League. But it's hard for a team every single week to go out there and say, this is how we need to play, and this is going to be the key. We're going to hold our opponents to under 13 points, and we're going to score around 17 points a game. Like that's just that's really hard to do. They would be better off defensively and switching some of these weapons up and, and diving more into an offensive standpoint. And defense, if you rank in the top 10 to 12 or 13, but offensively you're in the top five, now you're giving yourself a better better odds. And I think that's always been his key. He's always talked to us, NFL is about points. Score more points and holding teams to points. And they still had that on one side, but on the other side they have to find a way to score more points. This is the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Shime and Garvin with you this morning. That was Devin McCourty there earlier this week on Wednesday on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, Ryan, that uh, that quote from Devin McCourty kind of caught your attention this week? Oh, my God, did it ever. For all the stuff that's been said by the hosts, the producers, everybody that works here, uh, the national pundits, the guests we have on Patriots Monday and Friday and all of the days in between of every assessment that has been made of the Patriots up until now. I truly believe that what Devin McCourty told you guys on Wednesday should 100% hold more weight than than anything else that, that has been said by me, you, anybody. Devin McCourty was a Patriot very recently, would you say? Uh, up until, oh, I don't know, last season? About six months ago, Last yeah. season. 
And maybe it's all the time that, you know, uh, you know, working with, with Christian Foyer, uh, I've, I've come to understand that usually with the, these former Belichick Patriots guys, it takes a little while for them to get in front of a microphone, talk into the other end of a phone, look into a camera, and say something critical about the Patriots, namely say something critical about Bill Belichick. It just it, it doesn't always come so naturally like it did. So when I hear Devin McCourty say, listen, like it's only about points and the philosophy that made Devin successful and made a whole litany of other players successful, Bill Belichick, whatever, that philosophy no longer works. That philosophy, and and I'm stretching what he's saying, is outdated. It is antiquated, and it's, well, it's almost, because it worked with Tom Brady. He covered up everything to not on the other anymore. side of the football. But I'm not even talking about just the offense. Like the defense too has taken noticeable steps back. So when Devin McCourty comes out and says, like, maybe you need to reassess where you are right now. That speaks volumes to me because I don't think he just landed on that after sitting around being like, oh, I got all this free time. Let me watch the old footy ball game and see what's going on with the Patriots. Oh, my God, they're terrible. No, I think Devin McGordy has felt this way for a while now. He was there for Cam. He was there for every year with Mac Jones. He saw what happened with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I think he knows Bill O'Brien and how he operates as well. Um, it's It's been just an absolute debacle. And, my God... Points being scored is the most important thing. I'm sure he's told you guys that, Shime. I know mm-hmm. he said it on the post game recently. Okay, last three years. Matt Jones' rookie year, the Patriots were sixth in points scored in yeah, the it was NFL. Like 27, right? Uh, 27.4 a game, I think. Something like, like that. that. I don't have that exact number, but it, they were number six in football. Then last year, where, where they put Bebop and Rocksteady, as my guys like to stay <laughs> in charge, uh, you were the 17th offense in football as far as points scored, right around the middle. You're, you're going to win all your games, you're not going to lose all your games like that. This year, Shime, 30th. They are 30th in the NFL <laughs> in points scored. 13.8 points per game this year. 30th. The only teams you're ahead of uh-huh. are the New York Giants, who yes. we all watched uh, on Monday night. Just, they just suck. Who also don't have an offensive line or any weapons, much like you do. And then Cincinnati, who keeps trotting out Joe Burrow, who physically he cannot move in the pocket. He can't go. It was one and half then of my Super Bowl. You're break. not even scoring as many points as Kenny bleeping Pickett. That Steelers offense blows. It is so bad. But guess what? It's not just the offense too because I feel like so much has been made of the offense this week and all the jumping on Bill O'Brien. I think the defense is absolutely skating right now too. Uh, Mac Jones rookie year. Second in points allowed. Going back to points being the only important thing in football. Okay fine. Let's ride with that premise. You were number two in Mac's rookie year points allowed on defense. Then you went to number 11. Still virtually a top 10 offense. You're right there. This year you are 21st. You, You continue to take backslides. Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon didn't get hurt at the beginning of the season. They got hurt in the middle of that game in uh, Dallas. Like, I don't understand. I, you know, elite defense was thrown around a lot going into this yes, season, was. and I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit strong. I like the piece. It's like I like the collection of the talent. It's like the Red Sox lineup. I like the. <laughs> I, it's not one individual that is going to go and shut everything down, but the collection of the pieces intrigues me. So now we're really going to get a good idea of 
are are Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche special players? Does Devon Godshaw deserve to be like the no. second or third highest player paid Absolutely player not. on your football team? Well, who knows? Maybe he's going to go out there and start wrecking the offensive line. He's he going to be making Derek Carr and his goofy guy liner and his weird <laughs> unnatural hand motions and his square head running for his life trying to check down to Alvin Kamara or Chris Olave. Maybe that will happen. Well, I haven't seen the defensive line in the league. Yes, of All course. Right. The, one of the best. The point is, when you you just take everything into its its total, this there, these issues have been issues. The Mac jo- really like the only new stuff for me, and I don't think we're like completely on lo- in lockstep on the shot. It's the decision making, and I go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. If Mac Jones' decision making, and for whatever reason, if he doesn't trust what he's seeing, uh, if he doesn't trust his protection, I agree with you on his footwork. We talked to Dan Orlovsky on Wednesday. He shredded Mac Jones' footwork. He said they absolutely need to address this because it is the only way that he is going to find success in this it's league. Awful. Is if he figures out what is wrong with his mechanics and if he's feeling sped up that's a problem well but you can I, but, see it on the field he yeah. he is it, I, I hate the term seeing ghosts because i don't think that's accurate his eyes just aren't on the receivers his eyes are always it feels like when he's out of rhythm are always on those defensive linemen and so he's got happy feet mm-hmm. and he's always moving he wants to slide out of the pocket no i don't want to keep sliding out of the pocket like i should i'm gonna stop and then turn my body back the other way like and and he's throwing off platform and you don't you just you don't have the ability to throw off platform like that. You don't. No. It, like, Patrick Mahomes is a weapon. Yep. Daniel Jones, for whatever his team is doing, can be a weapon. That is Josh not, Allen is a weapon. Lamar Jackson. Like, there's weapon. only a small handful of these quarterbacks where you're like, okay, them alone can decide a game. Yep. Like, again, Patrick Mahomes, you know... Running out the clock in that game, sliding, saving the plus eight and a half of the Jets game, which puts uh, Hilarious. Uh, Jones and Mega one game over with the, the Greg Hill just doing the pickums, in our, in our yes. pickums, uh, which was great. But again, the point being, like, there is a small handful of quarterbacks in this league that that can really change a game with their physical ability. Every other quarterback needs receivers and in, in, in tight ends and, and running backs. Like that's not this foreign concept. No. You need an offensive line for at least two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Boom, you hit the ball out. Fine. You don't even have that going on. And again, that's nothing new. So when I look at Mac Jones, like try to be a weapon sometimes. That's where I, I really have some issues. That's again why I think Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in football. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I have ever seen because he's like, I'm a weapon too. And he runs around like a chicken with its head cut off. And he and instead of like looking down the field and trying to make a play, he's like YOLOing the ball as hard as he can and just like, dude, live another day. You still have another down. You still have another possession. You still have another quarter. So when I look at Mac Jones, it's like this desperation to make things happen. This, uh, as, Do you think that's because he doesn't trust his linemen to give him proper no, protection? Probably not, but I would also say, much like I do hold uh, Bill O'Brien accountable for not getting this offense where it needs to be, the circumstances haven't changed, right? Since training camp, correct. There hasn't been this giant issue. Like this has been going on. Like you we guys knew what the situation knew what your was. Circumstances were yep. going into the season, so you got to work in the situations that you have. I mean, not everything is going to be ideal in every facet of your life every single day. That's not how it works, professionally or personally. I don't care what you do. You have to roll with the punches. And the other big issue that I'm having with Mac Jones right now, it's like, dude, you got to grow up. 
when you're on the field and things aren't working out for that, like the last thing you want to do is make these Zach Wilson decisions. Like that, you are literally no better than him as a as an athlete if that is what you're doing. I don't. And that's why like the Duran Bland pick six was so unforgivable. Yeah. It was, but I also he already did it done it once. How did somebody as soon as he come off the sideline go? You can't make that throw because you got lucky. Don't do it again. I listened to what Tom Curran says in post game, and and I agree to his sense. Where there, you saw some quit in your quarterback. You know, I understand Bill Belichick took him out because of of where they were in the game. There was no sense in getting your quarterback killed, especially by a line that's not going to block for him. But I think the other thing that you could see, especially on that second interception, was he's just like effort. Like I'm just gonna throw the ball. Like it doesn't matter. We're down. It's like thirty-one to three. It's like at this him in that point. Baltimore game last year. It was just. It's just like ah, all right. I'm just gonna just start hucking it. And it's. But it's, at least they were still they were still in that game. It was for a while. Yeah. Your defense losing track of Lamar Jackson uh, in the fourth quarter that that led to it. But at least he was keeping pace. Like there was still some semblance of composure there. And what I saw from Mac Jones on on in that Dallas game was to me so uncharacteristic of what could make him, what could make him a good quarterback, not what does make him, but the the intangibles that that I have been told by people who know more about football than I Everybody do. Everybody tells me, I know, oh Sean. I know you probably get it more than I do, but they I do. I, I hear get from it plenty all of the people time. that can point out like what Mac Jones does well. And if you're just not going to throw the ball away, if you're just not going to do the smart thing. It, you're not a weapon. You've never been a weapon. You're never going to be a weapon. I understand you don't have a lot working around you, but but trying to force the football, trying to just go, you can't screw force it, the issue. It's it's that's losing football. You're never going to have any success doing that. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to get on with Shime and Garvin here on the producer show this morning three seven ninety three seven. If you want to text in, um, the, the whole Mac Jones discussion is hard because. If I ever say anything negative about Mac Jones, it's just uh, people just respond with, oh, you hate Mac Jones. Oh, shine being shine again. Even even if it's backed up with, with information and statistics and uh, purely uh, tape evidence. Um, and, but you're right. It's A lot of people tell me all these things, like great character and all this stuff, but I just I don't buy it. And I think what the Patriots did was capitulate. Uh, no, that's probably the wrong word. Um uh, what the Patriots did is they bowed down Copulate. to a kid. Oh, no, that's definitely the wrong word. Yeah, that's definitely the wrong word. They bowed <laughs> down to a kid who didn't know what he needed, right? Mac Jones complained last year because you had a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Everyone on the planet agrees, bad decision. However, you went too far in, in, in the idea of giving him exactly who he wanted, who he reached out to in the offseason, and, uh, because he was so upset with this offense. And now you're seeing Bill O'Brien not be Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, when he was here originally, would light up Tom Brady yelling on the sidelines. We we, we don't even get that anymore with Bill O'Brien. Do you want to know why? why? Because Bill O'Brien knows Mac's too fragile to do that. Instead, he tries to be buddy-buddy with Mac. What Mac needs is a militant offensive coordinator who is... It just one of the guys, and I'm not I'm using this name lightly here. It's just the style, but a guy like your Kyle Shanahan, a guy like your Sean McVay, in that, or even Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota to a lesser degree, right? Where it's okay. Here is the play. Run the play. Don't don't worry about improvising. Don't worry about uh, your offensive line. The timing is there. Run the play, and then. 
everybody would always say, especially when it came to the Matt Patricia thing, well, Mac Jones needs to know why. That's fine. That guy needs to be able to explain that, okay, this receiver is going to open up the other guy running the flat because he's going to clear out the linebacker, blah, 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 blah. That's what Mac Jones needs. He needs to be told to get in there and run the damn play. Stop getting in there, checking down at the line of scrimmage, checking out at the line of scrimmage and stuff, because that is where Mac Jones is struggling. Everybody claimed that Mac Jones is this uber-intelligent quarterback. Not the case. What Mac Jones does is he gets up, point, and shoot. That's why he was good at Alabama. He had the Heisman-winning wide receiver. And so what they do, they dial up a play. Devontae Smith is going to be open. Just throw him the football. Jalen Waddell, he'll be open. Just throw him the football. It, that that was the key at Alabama. That's why Mac Jones was successful. He even told you as much when he said, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm best when I get the ball out to my playmates and into other people's hands." And I think the best that when they look, uh, at least the best that they've looked this year, uh, was in the the last stretch of the first half of the Eagles game in the home opener when it was an up tempo offense, and he went I think eleven for eleven. He basically did. What Bailey Zappi did in the entirety of that stupid Detroit Lions game that you Zappi people love to wave around like a diamond. It's a piece <laughs> of glass. Relax. He, Mac Jones did that on one drive of 101 yards and no no incompletions. And that I mean, that's when you've seen him look absolutely at the best. I look. I'm not going to sit and, and lay into it as strongly as you because I just I don't know. I don't know what the day-to-day operations are with Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones and how it all works. I don't see what they're doing on the sidelines. I'm not at those games. I'm not at those practices. What I do know, though, is I don't think it's crazy, Andy Hart, to sit and point out that Bill O'Brien is not doing what he has been brought in to do. We ran a poll. Uh, I don't think he's allowed to. Like, So that's my issue. Is, no, no, no. I, is, I, I don't know. disagree. I think he's absolutely allowed to. I don't know that Bill O'Brien has necessarily having, have been given the freedom to actually be in charge of that offense. Oh, see, I do. Because I I heard going into camp, and maybe it's changed, Sean. Maybe it's changed since camp. But he was being, he was the, quote, head coach of the offense and a buffer between Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. And I think that was the other reason he was brought in is because. But that's what that's what Bill O'Brien can't be doing. Bill O'Brien cannot be peacemaker. That's not what he is. He, that's not, not what he I, should I, be I here to be doing. It's for anybody to have to do that. And again, I, I if that's what's going agree. on, then, I mean, forget talking about this Saints game. Like, you've got much bigger issues if there's still a, a static between your head coach and your quarterback based on what happened last year and him, you know, going outside the facility to go, what the hell do I do here? We all believe that Bill O'Brien, smarter than Matt Patricia, and probably, you know, on, on an equal plane with Josh McDaniels, right? When it sure. comes to being an offensive coordinator. Sure. Well, the the numbers say different. One had the well, number so, six in points scored, but, but so the that's, number 30. But this is kind of my point, is that, like, we... Everyone in the offseason believed that Bill O'Brien is, in fact, an improvement over Matt Patricia. So then you look at it deeper. Why is the offense then not succeeding with basically the same talent? Outside of Jacoby Myers swapped for Juju Smith-Schuster, it's more or less the exact same talent on offense. Mm -hmm. Why is the better offensive coordinator struggling to succeed? And that's because I believe he is not the one. He does not have the ultimate freedom to do this. I think he's being – he was – Told to be influenced by Mac Jones too much. And Mac Jones doesn't even know what he needs. The damage is done, my friend. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on with Shime and Garvin. We will continue the Patriots conversation next. This is Taylor. This is Taylor, right? No, it's not. What? 
You sure? Uh, yeah. This is like Adam Lambert or something, isn't it? You are correct, Shime. It's what do you want from me, which is what we're all asking about Mac Jones. Taylor Swift. I want him to be good. That's what I want. Uh, this is the WEI producer show right here on, on Boston shake, Sports shake, Original WEI. Ryan, we've had enough of him. Ryan, were you a big no, fan? Swifty. Were you a big fan of Taylor Swift being at uh, Sunday Night Football? To me, it doesn't really matter. It's, you know, it's just something else that's on the TV that's not, you know, a football game. I'm not going to sit and... She's never heard of Lenny Dawson! I'm not going to lose my mind over it. Look, she's a giant mega celebrity and she's dating... A megastar. You know, one, one of the, the biggest talents and most marketable talents in football right do you think now. It's, do you think it's uh, like a scheme? Oh, I don't care. I, I, I really wish I could sit and go, well, you know, I think this is what's going on. No, I don't care. If they, if they like each other, that's wonderful. I think yep. it's adorable. Thank and you. if it's Good. like publicity, I wouldn't understand it because it's it's the... Biggest uh, uh, sports league in America, and and one of the the if not the biggest star on the planet. Like these she's people. never heard of Lenny Dawson. <laughs> Final few she's minutes. She's never of the heard of Lamar Rods. <laughs> Final few minutes of the show here, uh, uh, leading into you Ken and Curtis this Jared morning. McKinney. She's never heard of Lenny Dawson. <laughs> Is that Wait, Mad Dog? Oh, yes. Time out. Time out. I love. Chris Russo. He is my spirit animal. He is. That, that he is was an all-time rant. Uh, so, Ryan, yes. the current line of this game is Patriots favored by one. I need you on record. Oh, Are the Patriots going to win this football game? The, uh, no! The over-under is also 39-and-a-half. I want your lean on the over or the under. Mm, take a guess! I will take a guess. Stop using my Chris Russo sound effects against me. Those are mine. <laughs> um, I, I have seen... You know, may, maybe it's the, the, the fool in me, the optimist. I okay. am known for being an optimist, after all. Half glass full guy. Of I got course, you. half glass full. Yes, that's how we say it. Half glass full. Oh, wow. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move uh, on. Anyways. Do you want a Capri Sun? I had, my cor- I had my Courtney moment. Let's go. <laughs> um, I have, you know, I've seen, like, realistic ways that the Patriots could have been in every game this year. And even with the Dallas game, I, I honestly thought, look, they're, the, Dallas is that team that lost to Arizona. Oh, we're pissed off. I'm like, yeah, great. We'll see you there in Dallas. And I was so wrong about that. <laughs> I was so wrong about that. My could goodness. not have been more wrong. I could not have been more wrong. It was an absolute drubbing at the hands of Dak Prescott and half of Micah Parsons and Deron Bland, who's so much better than Miles Bryant. My goodness gracious. Uh, everyone's better than Miles Bryant. And I, but... I'm still not at that point yet where I think that this can't be salvaged. There's so much football left. And I understand. Yeah, there's a lot. We are going to sit. We are going to react to everything. We have so much time to fill throughout the week. But just the realist in me goes, there is an opportunity to right the ship. And I still believe that even with this poor collection of talent that you know, at the end of the day, for better or worse, this is still a Bill Belichick-led football team, and they should, in theory, be able to have these bounce backs. It's a what is it? It's a one point. I've seen Patriots, you know, giving a point. I've seen them getting a point. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say the Patriots should be capable of winning this game. I know a lot has been made of the Saints' defense. Again, I'm, I think they're a good defense, but I think you know that they're absolutely beatable. Really, I just, I've never believed in Derek Carr. I've never believed in his ability as a quarterback. I'm glad that. he didn't come here, and I think you can absolutely beat him. But you need guys to step up. And I'm specifically talking about Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar and the pieces on that defense because they have not done the things that they were doing. Uh, that they were doing last year, and it's probably going to be an ugly game. 
Um, I know Jones, my Jones, was was really big on the under, so I'm going to tail my guy and say we're probably not going to see more than 40 points in this game, Shime. Yeah, I gave out that same pick, uh, actually, on my show Friday morning. Uh, I, I am firmly on the under of 39.5. This game is going to be ugly. That Saints yeah. defense has only allowed more than 20 points once uh, in the last 13 weeks, and that would be last week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they allowed 26 points. This team has not allowed 30 points since week 8 of last year when they allowed, like, 37 in, like, a shootout with Arizona. So, like, this defense is legit good at football. Dennis Allen sucks as a head coach. He's a really good defensive coordinator. I love their offensive coordinator, by the way. Uh, Pete Carmichael. Yeah, Pete Carmichael. He's framing him, boy. I wanted him. I wanted him. He's not afraid to take shots, especially with a guy like Rashid Shahid. I just, I don't, I'm I'm with you. I don't know how Derek Carr is going to be, especially with an AC joint sprain. Uh, In his throwing arm, right? Yes, correct. And so it is going to be check down city. Last week, Alvin Kamara. What if if Derek Carr doesn't play and you have to face Jameis Winston? You won't be Jameis Winston. Give, give give the Alvin Kamara stats. Alvin Kamara last week had 13 catches for 33 yards. Whoa. He is, this is the first time not in your NFL league. history a player has had 13 catches and less than 75 <laughs> yards. And he had 33 so uh, I, uh, you're right. A third down back is over. So for for tomorrow, I will be uh, all over, or yeah, I will be all over the under of thirty nine and a half. I will be all over every Alvin Kamara receiving prop on the planet uh, because if he breaks one, that yardage number is going to go way up. The reception number is only four and a half. That's going to he yeah. he'll have that in the first half. Didn't he also only rush for like eleven yards? Yeah. so he barely even got fifty. Yeah, it was just the catches. If you were in, if you had him in fantasy, it was all all the catches for the PPR. And who you have winning? Uh, I, I'm going to pick the Saints. I just. They are have the full complement of their defense. You do not. I think that's the difference in a like thirteen to ten or thirteen to nine ugly ass stupid game that nobody's gonna love. Well, so on, much for that fun. optimism you were saying. Half glass full. Thank you. Uh this has been the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. Shime and Garvin have been with you on this beautiful, gloomy Saturday morning. Every Saturday. We yeah, you know, every Saturday has been tough. Uh stay stay dry out there. It's gonna rain all day. Ken and Curtis are up next. We will be back next Saturday. See ya. See ya. Half glass full, guy. Of I got course, you. half glass full. Yes, that's how we say it. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.